Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Would you be the jerk for telling a friend that there's more important things than them? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not wanting to get a tattoo of my wife's name after she got one with my name? My wife and I recently celebrated our fifth anniversary. As a surprise for me, my wife got an elegant tattoo of my name on her wrist, and I had no idea she would ever do this, nor have we ever talked about it. My wife had already had multiple smaller tattoos before this, so this wasn't her first. I don't have any tattoos, and definitely don't want any myself, and my wife was aware of that. I was obviously completely over the moon by this and definitely felt amazing that my wife would do this to show her love for me. I got my wife a diamond necklace and she really liked that one, but I'm aware that it doesn't compare to the tattoo. My wife later on asked me when I'm getting a tattoo of her name. I thought that she was joking and I told her that she knows that I never wanted a tattoo on my body. This got her seriously riled up and emotional. She said that she got the tattoo to show me how committed and in love she is with me and that she thinks I should show the same commitment to her by also getting her name tattooed on my body. I told her that I'll continue to show her my commitment and love for her in other ways and actions, but that I'll never want to get a tattoo on my body. This has caused some tension between us and I feel my wife isn't letting this go. Am I the jerk? I definitely don't think OP's the jerk here. I completely respect if you don't want to have tattoos, and especially in a situation where you're almost kind of being pressured to get a tattoo. This is something she went and did on her own volition. It's not fair for her to create an expectation for OP to reciprocate. Is OP making a big deal out of this? I'd like to know what you guys think. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to share a single piece of my mom's art? My parents got married straight out of high school, had me, 25 year old female, right away, and then split up when I was three. But they stayed close friends till the day my mother died. My dad remarried Anna when I was seven. She had a daughter, Eve, 22 year old female. Then they had our brother, Jake, 16 year old male together. Jake was really sick when he was a toddler, so our parents spent a lot of time at the hospital with him, and I spent a lot of time at my mom's house. Eve's dad worked weird hours, so my mom was more than happy to take Eve too most of the time. She loved hanging out with the kids. My mom was a talented and passionate artist, and she was determined to foster a love of art in us. And she did for both of us, but Eve is far more talented than I am, and her and my mom bonded over their shared love of painting. My mother passed away suddenly this January. I was always extremely close with her and I was and still am completely devastated. I still can't accept that she's gone forever. I miss her so, so much. In late April, I finally got up the spirit to start organizing her things. Eve approached me after I mentioned that I was going to my mother's home to sort through some stuff and she asked me if she could look through my mom's paintings and have a few as a keepsake because my mother was such an inspiration for her. I don't want to and I refused. Not the paintings. 
I'm willing to give her clothes, jewelry, furniture, almost anything but the paintings and journals are the closest things I have left to my mom. There's pieces of her soul in there, it's not just stuff. They're the most personal items she left and I don't want to let a single one go. Eve got really upset and said she didn't care about any of the other things either and she didn't think she was asking for that much. She said my mother was an important person in her life and that they had a strong relationship. Eve believes that my mother would have left her something if she had the opportunity to decide. I still said no and Eve went to her mom to complain and now my immediate family is torn on the issue and arguing when we see each other. My dad understands but thinks I can give up one or two and that I might change my mind in a couple of years once the pain isn't so fresh. And I do think that could have happened before but Eve and Anna are pushing me so hard on it and being passive aggressive towards me and I feel completely different about them now. We all used to be close. I understand she wasn't a stranger to my mom but that's just not enough to me. I think my own grief is bigger and to ask me for such a personal thing so soon after her death was insensitive and I'm ever more upset that they don't even see the irony of Eve sending her own living mother after me for my dead mom's stuff. My boyfriend wants me to just give her one and repair my family so I stop tormenting myself, but I think I want to stand my ground here. So am I the jerk? Well, I think if this is your natural inheritance, you do have the right to do what you want with those things. And especially as her child, if these things mean a lot to you, if you own them, it's unfair for others to try to pry them away from you. At least especially not while you're still grieving. This next story is, would I be the jerk for telling my wife I'm unhappy with how she planned our family vacation? My wife and I have preteen triplets who we take on vacation every year. Critical information is that while we share finances, she makes about three times what I do and we, or more accurately, she, uses her bonus each year for vacations. She's happy to do this as far as I know. This year, I suggested Colorado. Not only is it one of the most beautiful areas in our country, but I happened to be stationed there many years ago. Also, it would provide me with the opportunity to spend time with and possibly say goodbye to one of my closest friends who has stage 4 liver cancer. I expressed my wish to spend some quality time with him as she was booking the trip. She stated that we weren't going to fly all the way there just to hang out at his house and planned many activities for the week. We just got home from this trip and due to her scheduling activities for the vast majority of the time, I got to see my friend cumulatively for less than half a day. And to clarify, she would not have been comfortable taking the kids to any of the activities without me. He just texted me to thank me for visiting but expressed some frustration that we had so little time together. I shared the same feeling as it may be the last time I see him. Would I be the jerk for telling her I'm upset that she didn't allocate more time for me to see him? I'm already questioning myself because we went on her dime. I'm really conflicted here because I do think OP really did deserve more time with their friend there, but I understand not wanting to like take over the vacation. Is OP the jerk for not standing up for their own needs enough here? This next story is, am I the jerk for immediately calling a towing company on someone's car without informing the driver first? I live in a gated community and visitors must always check in with the office to receive a guest parking pass. They also must park in the designated parking lot made for guests only. Late last night, I got home at around 2am and saw a car already parked in my spot. 
I didn't know whose car it was, nor who parked there. The parking pass showed an apartment number, but couldn't even find the apartment building or number since the complex is massive. I was also exhausted to even walk into every building and every floor to find the unit. I couldn't just type in the address on Google Maps since it would just show up as the leasing office. I also couldn't park in the guest spot since I didn't have a ticket to enter and the office closed at 12am. I didn't have anywhere to park my car, so as a last resort, I called the tow truck company to get the car removed. This morning, I got ready to head out to work and was greeted by the driver who parked their car in my spot, standing next to my car. She started to get upset and then told me I should have let her know to move her car and claims that I have to pay for the towing fee. She then took a picture of my plate and walked away. Am I the jerk for not letting the driver know to move their car before calling the towing company? 100% not the jerk, not your responsibility to go flag them down and take your time. How about not park in somebody else's spot? There is zero expectation for OP to go knocking around on somebody's door at 2am, especially in this day and age. Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my roommate's family a bunch of misogynists and asking her to move out? I, 26-year-old female, am an assistant loco pilot, a train driver in layman's terms. If you haven't already guessed, it's an extremely male-dominated position, with women not being recruited for the job until around 20 years ago. It wasn't my dream job, it was my father's job that I was offered by the railways after his accident in the line of duty, and I had to take over for my family as the breadwinner. On to the point. I live in a city away from home, so I rent a flat with a younger woman who's studying. She studies for late hours, so she doesn't have a problem with my crazy schedules as I have a ton of night duties that don't follow any shift system. I do pay more rent because she's a student and I sort of inconvenience her with my schedule. However, recently after her family visited her and went back, she started being cold towards me. When I confronted her about it, she said her mother didn't like the way I behave and that I'm practically a man. The way I behave is wear a shirt and trousers pair. That's the uniform for it in case it wasn't clear, to work and work on small electric projects during leisure time. That's something my father and I used to do when I was younger and it's a memory I hold of him. According to my roommate's mom, having such a job, dressing up like a man, working on man stuff, her words, not mine, practically makes me a man and that my roommate should be wary of me and next thing I might start doing is drinking until late and having rowdy alcohol parties with my work buddies at the flat we share. Even if it isn't my dream job, I take it seriously because I have two younger siblings, my mom and my grandparents to support. It's not obvious, but the job gives a lot of physical and mental stress. I said if that's the problem for her, maybe roommate should be moving out of the flat to make her misogynistic family happy. The only reason we got the flat to rent is because I'm a government employee and I pay more share of the rent and compensation for the inconveniences. My roommate then called me a jerk and other profanities because she can't find a place so soon as she's a student and it's unfair of me to ask her to move out because of her old-fashioned family. OP is definitely not the jerk, they don't have to put up with these people just constantly belittling them, commenting on them, putting them down. At some point enough is enough and OP in a position where they can control the living situation here is totally within their rights to kick them right out. 
Our next story is, would I be the jerk for writing an intentionally bad letter of recommendation for someone who wants to get into med school? A little background, I work as a physician in the emergency department. In the emergency department, there are what we call emergency technicians. They basically perform the same jobs as a CNA, as well as collect blood work, EKGs, perform splints, etc. A lot of the techs coming through usually use it as a stepping stone. They either work here before or during nursing school, or as a gap year before going to medical, PA, or graduate school. Recently, a tech that's worked here for a couple of months asked me to write him a letter of recommendation for medical school. Over the years, I've written multiple letters of recommendation for the techs that pass through. I'm always in favor of paying it forward to the next generation of professionals. The problem is that he is hands down the worst possible person to become a physician. He's lazy, bigoted, self-righteous, and has an almost callous disregard for human life. He won't do any work unless you tell him to his face and remind him several times. I've overheard him say various racist, sexist, transphobic comments. He'll ignore call lights, won't round on patients, or just go off and hide. I've asked the nurses and other techs about him in case I got the wrong impression, and they're just done with him and his crap at this point. Whenever I talk to him about being a physician, all he talks about is the money. And yes, that's definitely a factor, but it's not the end-all be-all. I've never met a human being who would make a worse physician than him. So would I be the jerk if I wrote a letter of recommendation that heavily advocated against his admission? Or should I just refuse to write one? I think, honestly, OP should just refuse to write one. I mean, it's literally not a letter of recommendation in that situation, is it? How can you write a letter of recommendation that doesn't actually recommend the person? Our next story is, am I the jerk for checking out our nanny cam footage to prove I was being lied to? This will sound ridiculous, but just stick it out. Recently, my spouse, my daughter, five, and I were having dinner together. He took some food off her plate to try a bite, and she responded by shaking her finger and saying, you need to ask. He said, I'm sorry, you're right, I should ask and then a few minutes later reached over to my place setting and took some of my food without asking. I didn't think it was a great example for our daughter considering it happened moments earlier, so I said, you didn't ask, you just did the same thing to daughter. He said, I assumed you were done eating, and I said, you assumed, but just ask me. So he handed it back to me, said, can I have some of your garlic bread? And I shared, very calm, normal exchange. Because this was a non-issue and I wasn't upset at the situation, we tried to use it in marriage counseling as an example of how to communicate in certain situations. Mainly when I say something hurt me and my spouse wants to explain how he experienced the event instead of apologizing. It became an issue when he only wanted to give his side of the food story in counseling. Later that day I asked him calmly again if he would like to share his side to see if it changes my perspective. I said, I can't argue with your experience, since we both agree on what happened, and to my surprise, he indicated we did not agree. He told me he took the garlic bread from my place because he got it for the both of us. I knew this was nonsense as I order from this restaurant frequently and know how much garlic bread comes with the dish. I got insanely angry because we argue constantly about how things happen, so I stormed off. Later he came to me and said, I'm sorry. I thought the garlic bread was mine and I was wrong. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So by this point, I'd been told that he got garlic bread for us both, and then that he thought the bread was his. I felt crazy as I usually do when these conversations happen with him, so I thought to check the nanny cam to see what really happened. He handed me my food saying, and there's garlic bread on top for you, and then later when I called him out for taking it from my place, he didn't say the bread is mine or I got this to share. He said okay, can I have some of your garlic bread? I took these clips from our nanny cam and sent them to him, asking why he would lie about something so small and turn it into a massive thing. He immediately got mad and said, I can't believe you would do something as ridiculous as checking the camera. You're so out of line, and stormed off. So Reddit, am I the jerk or out of line for using our nanny cam to call my spouse out for lying? Honestly, I don't really even see this as calling them out. I see this as trying to hold them responsible for their actions. Very clearly, they're trying to deny and manipulate what really went on here. And yeah, you're not crazy for checking a camera that has the recorded footage if it helps you. Needless to say, this is far beyond garlic bread. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to enforce my ex's reading rule on my 15-year-old son? So I, 45-year-old male, have a son Callum, 15, with my ex-wife Amanda. We had an amicable divorce when Callum was two, and so far we've been co-parenting quite well. Now, I could say a lot of things about Amanda's parenting, but the long and short of it is that she and her new husband cater their parenting style to their two younger kids together, 11-year-old female and 8-year-old male. Because of this, he's decreased his time at their house ever since he got the choice, and now spends every other weekend at their house. Around a month ago, Amanda and her husband made a reading rule for the kids. The 8-year-old has to read 30 minutes a day, the 11-year-old has to read for an hour, and Callum has to read for 2 hours. I have no idea why they did this. I think it's because the 8-year-old is falling behind in his reading level, and they wanted to keep things fair between kids. I think that this is ridiculous as Callum is a very smart kid already and he needs that time for homework and relaxing since he doesn't have that much free time to begin with. Amanda let me know that she expected me to enforce the reading rule when Callum is at my house. I told her that I would not. She said that it was unfair to Callum's half-siblings that he could just leave for my house and not have to follow the rule while they had to follow the rule no matter what. I told her tough luck, it's my house and I make the rules, not her. Well, now Callum is thinking about not staying with her at all anymore due to the increasing strictness of her and her husband's rules. She told me that it's all my fault that he doesn't want to be around her anymore because I was so lax with the rules. 
I'm pretty sure I'm in the right here, but I thought it might be a good idea to get some perspective. So am I the jerk? So I love the idea of encouraging kids to read, and I love the idea of trying to find books and series and different topics that the kids would enjoy reading and getting them to engage with it so they get a taste of it and see if they want to read more of it. But I hate the idea of saying, alright, you've got to read for two hours every day. That just sucks. Every kid's going to get sick and tired of that. It's like eating the same thing for dinner every night. You might enjoy it for a while, but you're going to hate it at some point. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my wife I'm tired of raising a kid that is not mine? I, 31-year-old male, am married to my wife Amber, 30-year-old female. We have a daughter, Emma, 7-year-old female. The problem is my wife's best friend, Jennifer, 30-year-old female. She has a daughter as well, Harper, 7 Well, Harper's dad is a lazy sack of crap and refuses to do anything with his daughter. He's the type of guy that brags about how he never changed a diaper. Jennifer and Harper are usually at Amber and my house on the weekends because Harper's dad is drinking and watching sports all weekend. On Saturdays, I normally spend all day with my daughter because I don't see her as much as I want to during the week. However, with Harper being there every Saturday, anything I do with Emma, I have to do with Harper. Take Emma to the zoo? It's Emma, Harper, and I. Taught them both how to ride bikes. Take them both to dance class. Take them both to the kids' salon and so on. Mother's Day was the last straw. I took them both to dance class Saturday morning. Amber and I also pay for both dance classes because Deadbeat won't. On the way home, Emma asked if we could stop to get something for mom for Mother's Day. I said sure, but then it ended up I had to buy something for Harper for her mom as well. On the way home, I just kept thinking, why am I buying someone else's wife a Mother's Day gift? That's his job. A few days later, because I didn't want to ruin Mother's Day, I told my wife that I'm tired of raising Harper. Her real father needs to step up. I'm tired of it taking away the time I get to spend with Emma. She said that Jennifer is her best friend and we need to be there for Harper. Now she's not speaking to me and sleeping in the guest bedroom. So am I the jerk? Just wanted to add some updates to questions I see. Emma and Harper are best friends. It was my idea to spend Saturday with Emma. I work more during the week, so I wanted to spend Saturday with Emma and to give my wife a bit of a break. We pay for things because Jennifer's husband thinks it's a waste of money to pay for dance class. And Jennifer can't afford to pay by herself. Jennifer and Harper do things with Amber and Emma one or two times a week together during the weeknights. So, OP is definitely having a lot of patience here and honestly, they're kind of a saint for taking such good care of Harper. I mean, OP's not wrong, they kind of are the one raising her. I would understand why anybody would be a bit tired after a while of having to take care of not just your kid but someone else's kid as well. Our next story is, am I the jerk for kicking my whole family out of my wedding over a dress? Honestly, I think I have every right to kick them out, but since a lot of people seem to have a problem with it, I decided to get outside perspective. Names are changed and I'm deleting this account after a while. My fiancé Mark has a BFF, Theo. Theo likes wearing female clothes. He won't wear it to work or anything, but if the host or hostess allows, he will wear it to special events. He's also androgynous, so he slays the look. He asked if he could wear a dress to my wedding and engagement, and I agreed. He wore a thing, I forgot what it's called, I'm an immigrant from a not English-speaking country, but it's the pants that's attached to a top, to our engagement party, 
and the whole party, I noticed that my family was giving him weird looks and outright glaring at him and passing hidden rude comments. They sat down after and told me that it was weird that Theo was wearing something feminine and asked me if he was going to do the same at my wedding and I told them, yeah, he's going to. They asked me if it bothers me and if Mark pressured me into letting him wear the clothes. I tell them no, he didn't, I let him with my own free will, and then they told me that if Theo is coming, they won't come. So I tell them don't come. Now they're mad that I didn't uninvite Theo and won't talk to me. They also insulted Theo, calling him slurs, which is when I totally uninvited them. A lot of people are telling me that I'm making a huge mistake uninviting him. My fiance's on my side, but he wants me to think about it. Theo says while he appreciates me standing up for him, he doesn't want me to lose my family over him. I feel like this is, as people say, my hill to die on. I was already expecting it and I'm fully prepared to cut them off because I don't like their racist views. This would also have happened if I made an LGBT friend and introduced them to my family. And in my opinion, this would have happened sooner or later. What are your opinions? Am I the jerk? 100% I think OP is not the jerk. You can't help that your family isn't as accepting as you are, but what you can do is uninvite them for not being accepting. This next story is, would I be the jerk if I tell my girlfriend who's working on losing weight I prefer her old body? I, 31-year-old male, met my girlfriend Rose, 25-year-old female, when she tutored my nephew, and we've been together for three years and moved in together a year ago. Rose is someone who loves food. I enjoy taking her to new places to eat and exploring exotic ingredients and recipes together. She's also active in the arts and crafts communities and always offers the nicest advice. And whenever I read through the comments, I could just feel how she made those strangers days. I think I'll never find another one like her. She is the kindest, sweetest person and all my friends and family love her. Even my nephew, who was a demon to all his previous tutors, liked and worked well with Rose. Rose is 5'8 and weighed about 170 to 180 pounds for most of the time we've been together. She is a bigger girl, but to me she's just the most beautiful woman ever. I love hugging her full, figured and soft body. I enjoy playing with the extra flesh on her upper arms and stomach and the plumpness of her cheeks. It also doesn't hurt that her womanly curves are super curvy and full. One of my favorite things was seeing her in a bathing suit for our weekly swim. She was just so huggable. I'm 6 foot 1 and around 190 to 200 pounds for reference. Ever since Rose became a grad student, she had more time to herself and started going to the gym more. She also decided to change the way she eats. We still go on restaurant dates and cook exotic recipes together, but she ate less and often had half of her food put into go boxes, and our new recipes tend to lean toward a healthier side now. Still delicious and exciting, but it just doesn't feel the same. Rose is now around 140 pounds and she's very happy and tells me she set 125 pounds as her goal. She also told me that she got a lot of compliments from everyone. Her smile was just so sunny, I could do nothing but tell her I was proud of her. On one hand, I love how much bolder she's become, but on the other hand, I just miss her old body, where her flesh was soft and squishy is now firm. I just really miss all that. I told myself I'm being crazy and selfish. I love Rose, and if she decides to change herself and she loves it and is happy, I should support her no matter what. 
From the health perspective, Rose was a bit overweight before and now she's heading in a healthy direction. All the more reason to encourage her to stay healthy and fit the way she currently is. I feel like a self-centered piece of garbage for wanting Rose to stay round and soft just for my pleasure. It's her body and her choice after all, and I can't see any happy ending out of this hypothetical discussion. I didn't dare ask anyone about this for fear of being seen as crazy. Still, do I have a say in this? Would I be the jerk if I talked to Rose about how I prefer her round and plump? So I will say there's nothing wrong with having preferences. But the way OP's dealing with this is incredibly unhealthy, and I think it's going to be extremely damaging and wrong if OP goes and says, you know, I actually like you if you put on more pounds. I'm not trying to accuse OP of anything, but the way OP is describing everything here, it almost sounds like OP likes her more for just her body than anything else. And OP definitely does not have a say in what weight they stay at. Our next story is... Am I the jerk for correcting my wife's grammar? Need some input on this one. My wife is upset with me about always correcting her grammar. For example, we're watching The Office. She says, I bet they'll be making money off of this show for the rest of their life. I say, lives. She got angry and then cried and said that I correct her grammar a lot and she finds it condescending and rude and that I'm treating her like a child. I didn't see it that way, and feel that it isn't really out of the norm to correct someone you're close with, especially when it's such a basic mistake. Also, she's a fourth grade teacher, so it is kind of her job to teach others proper grammar. So am I the jerk for being that way about grammar? Should I just keep my mouth shut? Thinks in advance. I'm just wondering, like, how OP says it, because it's one thing to read it, and it's another to see how OP actually says it and how it comes across, because obviously this has happened enough that she reached a breaking point and she doesn't feel like it's coming from a a comforting or safe place when you give these corrections. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling a friend that she's not more important than my education? I'm starting a fairly prestigious grad program in a few months. It's something I've worked hard for and something that is very important to me. I was talking to a good friend whom I've known about half my life. My friend doesn't put the same value on education that I do, and that's fine, different strokes for different folks. However, she makes comments about the privilege of school and questions the validity of this path in terms of financial solvency. Last week, she and I were talking and she raised concerns when I stated that I didn't feel comfortable with making plans that extend into the time when grad school has started as I wasn't sure about how much time I would have. Her response was that we make time for what is important, which I agree with, in theory. However, I will be working, going to school, and maintaining my home. In addition, I have a pet who will need caring for, and I have chronic health issues that require doctor appointments. I said that she's important, but not more important than school, paying my bills, and managing my responsibilities, pet, health, and home. She hung up, leaving me feeling like I'd misstepped. Am I the jerk for telling her that she's not more important than my education or my pet? I definitely don't think OP's the jerk here. I think this is kind of a rude awakening for her, I guess. I don't really care to speculate too much. I don't know if there's any, like, underlying extra feelings going on from them here. But to me, it seems like a major red flag for them to expect to have that level of importance over everything else in your life. I mean, they're definitely not coming off as understanding, at least. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, 
check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.